0: Good morning. Good morning. We got an exciting morning together. What, what do we have to be excited and happy about today? I, I wonder. Oh, right, that's right. Uh, Jesus conquered death today. And uh, that's something to be excited about, isn't it? Now, I, I just want you to think about this. Um, one man, almost 2,000 years ago, I mean, granted, he was the God-man, one man was, was killed, came back to life, and now today, like on this day, around the world, we got billions of people who are celebrating this man and this event. And you're part of the celebration. Now, out of the billions, there are millions, of peop- millions and millions of people who are just going nuts with crazy joy, claiming that this man and this event has changed their lives. Now, i got a confession to make, okay? I'm one of those nuts okay? And if you look around the room, there are some of these nuts here in this community. And the claim is that this man and this event has changed their lives, changed the course of their lives. Uh, they wake up in the morning, and the reasons they wake up for are different, and the world is brand new in certain ways. Now, what I want to do is I want to try to explain the change. I mean, I don't want to just say it like in a very, cap. oh, yeah, he's changed my life. I want to explain the change. Now, I'd like to do that uh, by starting when I was a kid. Now, when I was a kid, I was in school, and I was not the most motivated kid in school. I know a lot of you are really motivated. I uh, mean, not so much. So, my mom realized this is a problem, and my mom being the tiger mom, she said, Ensu, so, I am going to make you a deal. If you get straight A's, I will give you $1,000 and an electric guitar. Now, there's a, there's a word for this motivational technique. What's the word? Bribery. Now, now, you look at me. You're like, okay, this is like future pastor boy. Do you think I could be bribed? Yes. Yeah, you know me well. I, I, I got those straight A's. I did. I got those straight I worked hard. I got those straight A's. Pocket of the money. The electric guitar is still at my house today. Now, my mom started to realize she couldn't afford to keep me motivated. <laughs> she didn't have enough money. So she, um, she thought, you know something, I, I, I better motivate my son and give him the big picture. And so she gave me a talk. Actually, it was more like a series of talks. But if you think about the message, it kind of resembles climbing a ladder. So I brought a ladder here to kind of illustrate. Now, my mom didn't do the illustration with ladder, but... If you see the ladder and you hear the illustration, then it kind of makes sense. So this is my mom's motivating me, you know, like big picture. My mom was like, you know, I love you, son. I have a wonderful plan for your life. This is the, this is the plan, okay? Now you start right here. I'm in high school. How many of you in high school? Some of you are in high school. Okay, now this, imagine my mom, like I'm channeling my mom, channeling my mom. Okay, my mom was like, okay, you are in high school now. You must get straight a A's stand for Average Asian Achievement, A's, right? You guys got this talk, okay? Why? Why, Mom? Because if you get straight A, then you go to good school. Now we're climbing up the ladder, you see, we're climbing up. You go to good school, right? And once you go to good school, no girls, no drugs, right? You got this, no girls, no drugs. Just study hard. Why, Mom? Because when you graduate with Ph.D., then, very, very important step. This step right here is like golden step. What is that step? My mom called it the new deal, you know, high-paying job, okay? Now, in the new deal, I'm serious about the deal, deal, D-E-A-L. Doctor, engineer, and lawyer, okay. Now, <laughs> now, I realize now that you guys probably got a new deal of the new deal. Like, D is like .com, E is entrepreneur. I mean, the world has changed, but you got something like this, the new deal, right? Now, now, listen. This step is very important because without this step, you will not be able to take the next step. The next step, and now in Taiwanese, I'm going to bust out the Taiwanese, is "twa bol." Now I want you guys to go ahead. It's a really cool word. It's twa bol. Okay. Now let me explain the the twa bo. What, what does twa bol mean? Twa bo mean. Twa means find. Bo means wife. Now, when I translate it in English, it doesn't sound as appealing, or it doesn't sound as noble, right? It's like, what have you been doing these days? Oh, I've been a fine wife. You know, it doesn't really, but, but in Taiwanese, like, what have you been doing these days? I've been, it sounds noble, right? I'm now in the twa bo. Now, my mom said, I tell you a secret. Without the high-paying job, you will not be able to twa bo, okay? Let me tell you. I tell you as I speak as a woman, you know, like I know what the ball like, okay. I'm telling you, I tell you a little secret, you know, twa ball. Okay, you got you know, okay. Now once you twa ball, then you can buy house, then you can. Ah, okay. I haven't practiced this one. Okay, you can buy a house, you can have kids, then you happy for life. Yeah, woohoo! Okay? Now this was this was my mom's plan. Okay? Um, and it came in a series of motivational talks, right? you happy for life, right? And so this was my mother's plan. And, uh, um, you know, I was like, I was thinking, like, what, what, is this, what is this plan? And the plan, we're gonna call it, you can gain the whole world plan. Now, I was on this plan, and it's a very aspirational plan, isn't it? You reach to the top and you, like, woohoo, you do like a rocky moment, right? And for the rest of your life, you're on the top. You know, something happened that kind of uh, threw a wrench on these plans. And what happened is I picked up a book and I read it. And the book was the Bible. Man, reading the Bible is dangerous stuff. It can totally mess up your plan. And I read the teachings of Jesus and I read the teachings of Paul. And they started to poke all these holes in my mom's plan. It was terrible. And and there was was questions that that the Bible brought up. Like, do you really need to swab to be happy? Could I be happy without a ball? (laughs) Could could I be happy without a high-paying job? Could could I could I be happy? Is that really going to be like security for me? Is it really going to provide? And, and what happens if I make it to the very top of this ladder? What happens? Because I've, I've heard of people making it to the very top, and there seems to be like an aching restlessness, you know? Like you make it to the top, and you look around, and you go, is this all there is? Is, is there something more? Is there something more? There's like an aching longing, like, hold it. There's got to be more to this. And I've heard stories of people making it to the top, and not very happy, not very happy. So I'm like, I could spend every ounce of my waking energy going up and then when i finally get up i don't even know what the point is why would i want to do that that's a lot of work to get up there and then and then jesus jesus goes uh to to the plan to the um you can gain the whole world plan he says what does it profit a man or a woman if they gain the whole world but what but lose their own soul and now i'm thinking okay uh the whole world what is that worth it's worth like a, a Googleplex, right? Highest number that has a name for it, right? Now, what is the value of your own soul? Well, that's priceless. So Jesus is saying, you could work your whole life to get up to the top. You could gain the whole world, and you would lose what is priceless. Now, let's say I do make it to the top, and I live to the ripe old age of... a. Uh, of, uh, would you say 99 years old I know some of you are going to go beyond that but let's just say 99 years old and let's say I, I'm, I'm here at the top until I'm 99 and then I and then I pass away what happens next I think I think my mom and her plan like I don't know you just need to focus on your studies but I want to know what happens next and I think the Bible is very clear at that moment every single person will stand before God. And we will stand before God in judgment. So, so if I'm spending my 99 years on myself, what's going to happen at that moment when I stand before God? Now, that's a serious, serious, serious question. And this plan didn't really have a very good answer. Now, I want you to imagine Jesus... Entering into the scene, now, uh, in the passage that Pam just read, Jesus is having a private conversation with Peter, and then he expands it to the 12, and then he has something that he really needs to say, and so he addresses the whole crowd. And now, this plan, I guess you could call it the Jesus plan. Okay, you got the the gain-the-whole-world plan, and then you have the Jesus plan, you know, where you actually get to keep your own soul, the Jesus plan. Now, according to the Jesus plan, it's actually very simple. The Jesus plan says, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself, pick up his cross, and follow me. Let me hear you guys say, deny yourself. Let me hear you guys say, pick up your cross. And let me hear you guys say, follow me. Now, what's interesting, uh, people who are on the Jesus plan may not necessarily look differently on the outside. There's a, there's a very strong case to say they will But there's certain things that could be consistent with my mom's plan. So, for example, if you're on the Jesus plan, you still could go to UC Berkeley. You wouldn't go to Stanford, but you would go to UC Berkeley. Amen. Right? And if you're on the Jesus plan, you could actually have a high-paying job. It, It could happen. You could use that money for something different, but it could happen. Right? So then you're saying, well, how is it different? Well, it's very, very different. How is it different? The inside, the internal motivation, the heart motivation is very, very, very different. In fact, it is so different. That if uh, this plan is basically you can have it all, Jesus' plan is is operating in words as you have to lose your life in order to find it. And it is so different that the starting place is different. My mom's plan, the starting place is right here. And Jesus' plan, the starting place is actually right up here where you don't belong. Now, how many of you look at me right here and you're like, I don't belong here? I don't belong here because i look i'm going to fall right yes that is very true but there's another reason why i shouldn't belong here and the reason why i shouldn't belong here is because my life shouldn't be all about me i shouldn't be working for me myself my my ambition my agenda and Jesus' first step on the jesus plan is not a step up but it's a step where down he says deny yourself and so i'm very happy to make this first step down right Okay, now if I make the first step down, that means there's a vacancy in my life on the top of my ladder. Right. And who feels that vacancy? Come follow me. Jesus feels that vacancy. And let me just say, this first step down is not misery. This first step down is the sweetest thing you will ever do. Because then Jesus is at the top of your ladder, and he's in the center of your life. And where there used to be restlessness, you now find rest. And when there used to be loneliness, you now find a constant companion. And when there used to be meaningless, you now found joy and purpose. And when there used to be guilt and shame, you now found forgiveness. Jesus is in your life. That's the Jesus plan. That is the best part of this plan. But there's more. As you continue to deny yourself and step down, what happens? You're putting God first. Your life becomes about glorifying God. Well, what's one of the best ways to glorify God? You start serving and loving and caring for other people. You start to care about people you've never cared about before. People who are marginal. People who are uh, vulnerable. uh, Homeless people, poor people, lonely people. People who are different from you. There's a love that comes in your heart. You didn't know it could be there, but it's powered from heaven. You're a different person. Now, as long as you keep on denying yourself, you will reach the end of your life. Maybe it's 99 years, maybe it's sooner than that. But when you do that, it's not the worst day of your life. It's actually the best day of your life. And it's not the end, it's the beginning. Like you thought you were living before, wait till you taste the 99 million years that come after this. How sweet is that going to be? You see how the Jesus plan fills you with meaning and joy and hope. It's not about you, it's about Jesus. It's a different life. Can I ask you, what plan are you on right now? Are you on my mom's plan? (laughs) Or are you on the Jesus plan? Can you imagine Jesus saying, look, my plan is so much better. Now, it does take picking up your cross. And what does that mean? It's a metaphor for suffering. You will suffer for the name of Jesus. Now, the ancient Christians who first heard this, you have to understand, so many of them paid for their for following Jesus with their very lives. And it was so bad even to the point where the government was saying, if Christians recant their faith, we will let them go free. And here Jesus is saying that if you hold to your faith, and you don't recant, and they kill you, you have eternal life, and you are saving your life, and it is so, so worth it. What is Jesus saying? Jesus is saying, I am worth it. I am totally worth it. Even to the point where you have to die for my sake, Jesus saying, I am totally worth everything, losing everything for. Now, this is the losing your life in order to save it plan. And maybe today some people will be, I'm going to switch plans. Maybe today there will be a conviction, you know. I think that Jesus' plan is far superior to the plan that I was on. Uh, we're going to bring up Han. And Han is going to be up here today. Thanks, Bino. And I guess uh, one of his messages is that Han is switching plans. (laughs) And he did it 20 years ago. And uh, you're like, 20 years ago? Yeah, there's a story behind that. He's going to explain. Han, why don't you come up here? Han is going to uh, share and articulate... (laughs) uh, His story, which is losing his life, In order to find a better one, Uh, here's Han. Um, When I was
1: young, I was um, was actually atheist. Um, What that means is I didn't just not believe in God; I um, actively rejected him. Um, I I look at all the college or former college kids out there. I I went to UC Berkeley, and I would walk campus, and um, maybe one of you from IVF or uh, Campus Crusade would come up to me and. I wouldn't just ignore you because you're, you're, you know, I need to get to class. I would I would kind of look at you with disdain, like, oh, you know, who is this person who's committed their life to God? Because he doesn't mean anything to me. Um, but, um, you know, and, and I planned to live out my life as, you know, someone who rejected God, because um, I had looked at him somewhat and decided that it wasn't for me. But something happened. I think uh, God changed my plan, and um, I met um, my um, future wife, and and i got prayed for and god broke um the first wall around my heart and 20 years ago i came to christ i went from one day being an atheist to waking up one day to saying you know um i reject that i've i've i read the bible and uh, i've met other christians and um you know i want to follow you god Um, but that was 20 years ago (laughs) and i I took that small first baby step um and um, i think i held back after that and i think um I, I never fully committed and got baptized. Um, and I spent 20 years saying, "Yeah, I'll get baptized one day. You know, I have a plan. Um, I'll get baptized when I'm ready, um, when I'm a better Christian, when I start sinning less, when I, um, when I'm not ashamed to be Christian, when I, I'm ready to, you know, tell everyone I am Christian. When I'm a better husband or a better father. When I, when I'm ready. That's that's my plan. That's when I'll get baptized. And um, and recently, I think Pastor Andrew's been talking to me about getting baptized, and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll get baptized." Pastor, one of these days I will, and I'm like, you know, I, I, I got it set up. Maybe one of these church retreats I'll, I'll get baptized. Um, and I, I think I, I started to realize, like, oh, maybe it wasn't ever going to happen. Um, maybe um, that, that atheist part of my life was still um, with me, and, uh, and it was still part of me. Um, some of you know, I, I talked about this before. I, I got uh, this wonderful opportunity to go on a couple of mission trips last year, and it was kind of this long journey that God put me on. And then there, I have to admit, there was a little part of me that that was like, "Oh, okay, I'm going to go on this mission trip. So I'm going to do good works, and maybe that'll that'll get me ready to become baptized and fully commit to God." Um, but in reality, the opposite happened. It was um, kind of reaffirmed, like, "Han, you're not ready to get baptized. You're not there." Um, there, there was a big message about like carrying the cross of of of, of, of Jesus, and and I realized on these mission trips, it's a hard trip, and, and he talks about it. You know, Luke fourteen twenty six twenty seven. If anyone comes to me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even their own life, such a person cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. And Matthew nineteen twenty four. Again, I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. And and I went out on these mission ships, and I, I saw the suffering in the world, and I'm like, I'm I'm not good enough. I can't do this. I can't I can't, I can't bear this cross, Lord. Um, and it's true, I can't. Uh, it's it, it it's an it's an impossible thing for me. I I we, I, we live in America, and, and it's so easy here. Uh, it's amazing how easy our life is. We have freedom, freedom to worship God, freedom to do. You know, to have a good job. I mean, my job is making cartoons. Right. I mean, like, how awesome is that? Right. I, <laughs> like, how can I give up? How can I be willing to give up any of that to follow God and what that means and and what that might mean? Like, he might want me to go away from all that. He want me, might me, want me to go away from the nice house I have, the cars that I love and the job that I love. I wasn't ready. I, and I, I was, at that point, I'm feeling I'm never going to be ready. So um, recently, like a couple weeks ago, Pastor Andrew emailed me. and was like, hey, you know, wouldn't it be a good, good idea if you got baptized during Easter? I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I, I was sitting up in the pews last week, and, and Pastor Andrew was talking about um, risk and, uh, and r- having a risk of following God. And I was like, to be honest, I wasn't paying attention to him. <laughs> I was tired. And, and mostly I was thinking about, oh, I was looking at Pastor Andrew. I was like, oh, it reminded me, okay, he sent me that email. I got to send him some email saying, hey, Pastor Andrew, um, no, I'm not, I'm not going to get baptized when you want me to during Easter. Maybe I'll get baptized during the year's church retreat, but, I, you know, I, blah, 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 you know, I'm not going to do it. And I as I was, I was thinking about that, um, God started talking to me. <laughs> um, and um, and he acknowledged, he said, Han, you're not going to do it. You can't do it. You can't do it by yourself. And, and even though to the core of my being, I, 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 I was like, oh, I'm not going to get baptized. He, he started talking to me. And he said, Han, you're going to get baptized next week. Sorry, um, can't read anymore. <laughs> he was saying, um, you're never going to be ready, but you need to have faith. You need to take a risk. Um, don't be the person you are right now um, afraid of being committed to Christ Um, lose your life to to God Um, lose who I was Um, don't be afraid of bearing that cross because Jesus already carried it for me Um, uh, like now I found myself with tears in my eyes for for some reason and it wasn't because I was scared or or because I was sad, um, but because I had um, a bit of relief and and a a new conviction now that uh, this wasn't that hard getting baptized. Um, I mean, and it's not hard because I didn't have to do it. Um, It was just me giving up my life to God so that he can do it for me. And I'm not standing here because um, I'm planning to be here. Um, You know, I mean, I, I, you know, I mean, if it was me, I, I'd have left by now. <laughs> but God has 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 put me here. Um, God has taken my life and put me here to be baptized and to say to be committed to Him. Um, this this is not my plan. This is God's plan. So last week I, I gave up my life to Him fully. Um, this is not my life anymore. This is this is Your life, God. Um, you died for me on the cross through Your sacrifice. You forgave me of all my sins. Um, you came back from the dead because you, you are the true God and the true Messiah, and, and only through you am I being saved. Um, so I stand here today before you um, to say, I, I am your son. I do give up my life to you to be your follower. Uh, amen.
0: So we've been having a great time and a quick review of the uh, message from part one, the message that we, you, have to lose your life in order to save it, right? And so that means that the way up is you go down. The way to have it is to surrender it. The way to win is to lose. And that's, that's the Jesus way. We let go of pride. We admit that we need a Lord and Savior, and the Jesus plan is fully enacted. Now, so far, I, I think you agree with me in saying it's been a, a, a great message, right? Amen? Amen? Okay, okay, okay. But, but listen to this, listen to this. We haven't even told you the best part. We've been, we've been saving the best part. Like You go through the main course, but you're really looking for des- forward to dessert. I, have, I still haven't told you the best part of the message. I still haven't told you the gospel, like the the core message of the faith. Uh, What is the gospel? Now, you look at that word there. There's the word gospel. I mean, Jesus said, whoever loses his life for my sake and for the what? The gospel will save it. Okay, what's the gospel? Well, here when Jesus is saying that, that if you lose your life... For his sake and for the gospel, he's saying at least two things. He's saying that Jesus is worth losing everything for. And he's also saying that this gospel message is worth losing everything for. Like if you are so excited about this message and you keep on telling it to the point where people who have rejected that message want to kill you, it's still worth continuing to say that message if you have to pay for your life. Okay, this message is that good. So what is this message? What is the gospel? Well, I, I want to explain it to you, but um, can I have permission to explain it to you in a roundabout way? <laughs> uh, I'd like you to watch this video. Now, this video is, comes from a movie. I bet you have seen it before, you know. It is a great movie. Now, from this great movie, um, this is the best scene of this great movie. So go ahead and take a, take a look. Um, is you, you, guys see, you guys seen Inside Out? So I was in, I was in, I was in the theater, and it was the same thing, same theme of self-sacrifice, and I, I, just, I just started crying. I, I didn't want to show that scene, because I, I, I just felt like so lame saying that bing bong made me cry. That just, and doesn't the sound right, right? Bing bong. Made, even though like Han was part of that, I am just like, bing bong. But come on, bing bong made some of you cry too, come on. Well, why does this theme keep on coming up? Uh, it's, it's in our most common stories that make it so special. Like Harry, Harry Potter, right? You didn't miss that part, right? Uh, uh, Harry's mom saved Harry's life when he who shall not be named was trying to kill Harry, right? And then she sacrifices her life, and is a, a deeper magic, and, and then she, she saved Harry. Self-sacrifice. Why is it there in our most precious stories? And why does it resonate with the human heart in the way that it does? And let me tell you why. And this is the gospel. It resonates in your heart because it's an echo of something that really happened. Jesus lost his life so that you could find it. That is the best part of this message. Jesus lost his life so that yours could be saved. It's it's beautiful. It's a beautiful message. Uh, Han was talking about how he used to be an, an atheist. I don't, there might be some atheists in, in this room. But if you're an atheist, you kind of think about the implications that your life is an accidental collocation of atoms. So if it's accidental, then what is ultimate meaning? It's, it's accidental. It's what you make out of it. It's like Shakespeare, life is told, it's the tale of an idiot, full of sound and fury, but signifying nothing. Is that the meaning of your life? Or is the meaning of life self-giving, self-sacrificial love that God demonstrates in Jesus laying down his life so that his people could be brought back home? There's a much better meaning. There's a much better plan. There's hope. At the very, very center of our life, we know it is of a God who gave himself to save his people. And it is beautiful. There might be a part of us that thinks, is this too good to be true? Yes, it is too good and it is too true. Jesus laid it down. Now in this passage, Jesus predicts what's going to happen, and that's exactly what happened. He predicted four things. Number one, he said that he was going to suffer. And boy, did he suffer. They whipped him, they beat him, they flogged him. With these tools that were especially designed to have these sharp metal flakes stick into his flesh and have blood and flesh fling out, he suffered. On that cross, he was hanging. People think that he died from blood loss. He didn't die from blood loss, he died from suffocation. He was in this awkward pose, and the weight of his body was bearing on his chest, and every breath was was a struggle. And six hours, boy, Jesus suffered. And Jesus said that he would be rejected. And boy, was he rejected. Pilate wanted to let someone go free. And he was thinking, maybe this troublemaker nobody. But the crowd kept on yelling for Jesus' blood. Crucify him! And what should we do with Barabbas? And they, they wanted him to go free, but they were, they were screaming out for Jesus to be crucified. They rejected Jesus. They spat on him. They yelled insults at him on his worst hour of his life and jesus predicted thirdly that he would be killed but fourthly he predicted that he would rise again now why did jesus have to die why did jesus have to die now okay so the meaning of life is self-sacrificing love but it had to serve some sort of purpose why did he die Uh, The simplest way I can explain it is that imperfect people cannot stand and have fellowship with a perfectly holy God. That's the best way I can explain it, simplest way. And when I say that we are imperfect, I'm really being nice. That inside the human heart, there's brokenness, there's sin. It's an unpopular word, but it's the most accurate word to describe our condition. We're designed a certain way, and we make choices. Why is it that most of the time, my first thought is me? We're at the dinner table. My wife is feeding the kids, and I am feeding my face, you know? Why is that? Why is it that there's all these thoughts that I would be ashamed if you knew? I would like to pretend that I don't think those thoughts. But I do think those thoughts. Why is it that our relationships are so easily damaged? Why are there so many like, polluted relationships? Why the dysfunction? Why the racial divide? Why all this junk? It's because of sin. We have a huge sin problem. And Jesus knew that that sin problem has one destination, which is eternal judgment. And so the only way for Jesus to save us is that his life had to be exchanged for ours. So he died so that we could live. He was condemned so that we could go free. He lost his life so that you could save yours. Is that message really true? Yes, it's true. Sometimes it sounds like it's too good to be true, but it's too good and it's too true. That is the message of the gospel. Now, there are some here who are not on the Jesus plan, And there are some here who have never received Jesus as uh, Lord and Savior. And maybe today will be the first day of your new life. It is available. This teaching is an invitation for anyone who would receive Jesus. Maybe there are some and you feel like, you know, my life... You know, like like how Han was kind of afraid to be baptized because he didn't feel like he'd live that life. You feel like, I've been baptized and I haven't been living that life. And maybe you want to recommit to the Jesus plan, to finding your way up by going down and receiving him as your treasure. Maybe you want to renew that commitment today. So, we have this amazing news, this amazing message that God's son, that Jesus sacrificed his life to pay for the penalty of our sin. And and so the question is like, how should we be responding to that message? Like if you have that great a message, what is the most natural response? Uh, How many of you guys have have kids? You know... uh, there was something unexpected that happened uh, to me when I started having kids, and I didn't know that this was going to happen. I, I didn't have a parent tell me that it was going to happen. It just kind of happened, and that is that I started to see the world with new eyes. You guys ever have this happen to you? You start to see it through the eyes of your children. You're like, oh yeah, that's pretty cool. Like, I'll give you an example. Raina was uh, taking a walk with Noel, and and we, we live in, uh, there's this really nice walkway by where we live, and so they're walking, they're walking, the kids are, like, on their bikes. And then Noelle is two years old, and she steps on something, and she hears this, right? She's like, oh. And then she just, you know, she bends down, she picks it up, it's it's, it's a leaf. And she's just, like, mesmerized by this leaf, like, oh, You know? And it's like, it's beautiful, and it's crunchy, and it's intricately designed, and she's like, oh, and then Raina's like, come on, come on, we gotta go, the kids are like on their bikes, come on, let's go, let's go, and, and Noel's like, oh, look, mommy, you know, and then Raina's like, oh, oh, that is, that is pretty beautiful, isn't it? There, there was another time I was in the car, and, uh, and I'm driving the car, and it's, it, it, was, it was rainy, and then the rain cleared up, and the clouds, and, and I was like, hey, kids, there's a rainbow, there's a rainbow, and I was like, you know, just a little rainbow, and then Ryan goes, Oh, daddy, wow. You know, like the rainbow, like the majesty. Oh, that's magical, right? I'm like, and I'm looking at it like, oh, (laughs) that is magical. You know, the majesty and the colors and the beautiful array. I'm like, oh. and, And so it helped me see it with new wonder. And maybe we need some childlike people to teach us the worth and the amazing brilliance of this message. When you think about the message that God's son, God's son gave up his life, like how valuable is his life? He gave up his life for you and me. How else would you respond? I mean, you look at that and you're like, okay, that makes sense. You know, given the message, you're like, okay, that response makes sense, right? Now, I'm not asking for us to do this big mosh pit. But in our hearts, shouldn't that joy be parallel to what you see up there? Isn't that the most appropriate way to respond to this message? God's son gave up his life for us. Oh my gosh. Part of you is like, what was he thinking? You know, for us, really? Wow. It is an amazing, a brilliant, a beautiful gospel message. That's what you have. That's what you have on the Jesus plan. And maybe there's some of you tonight, I mean today, who are just like, I want that. I want that, and we want to give you an opportunity to actually receive that. Let's go ahead and stand up. Last Sunday, Han was listening to God, and maybe God is speaking to you as you've been listening to him, and you're ready. It's scary, but you realize it's also necessary. And so I just want to give you the opportunity. God is quickening in your heart. I'm going to invite you to take a risk and to say, I cast my lot with Jesus I want Jesus to be the center of my life. I'm just going to ask you to raise your hand. I'm just going to have you raise your hand. We're going to pray, and then the rest is up between you and God, and then you can just tell someone in your own time. So if you would like to receive Jesus, maybe for the first time, go ahead and raise your hand. And can we have all the eyes closed? And just another invitation, if you want to, you're going to have to raise your hand really high because I can't can't see. Okay pray, Lord Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I receive your death on the cross, and uh, I receive your forgiveness for my sins. Please be the center of my life. I want to live for you. And you can just pray that in Jesus' name. Let me just pray for for everyone. Uh, Lord, as we are about to baptize Han, as we are about to enter into this time of worship, I pray that it will be sweet In our hearts, may we embrace this joy and realize that we have the greatest, most amazing message of hope and grace. Jesus gave up his life to pay for the penalty of our sins. That is the meaning of life. (laughs) And what a beautiful, beautiful meaning that is. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, can you all hear me? Han, I want to thank you for the the great opportunity of baptizing you today. Also want to thank you uh, last Sunday for not listening to me (laughs) and uh, for listening to God instead. And I'm glad you did that. I uh, am a big fan of what God has been doing in you. Uh, There are times when I will talk to your home group leader and... uh, she will talk about how she sees God growing in you in amazing ways, and I would just be like on the phone kind of high-fiving her and saying, I'm seeing the same thing. Uh, not just the mission trips, but what God is doing in here, and uh, it's always amazing when you see that happening in another Christian. You know, you feel like you're standing on sacred ground, holy ground, and so it's a great privilege just to see you get baptized today and actually to play a part in that. Now, the the message today was that you have to lose your life in order to find it. And it's very interesting. uh, Baptism is kind of a reenactment of that teaching. It's kind of like a living parable. And it also happened to Jesus, but in a more profound way. Jesus lost his life so that we could find it. Now, when we come into the baptism waters, we are identifying with Jesus. We're identifying with his death, and we are identifying with his resurrection. It's a very natural thing, water and, and rising up, but it's a very supernatural thing. Actually, it's more supernatural than it is natural. So this is what we do. We, we lower you into the water, and when we lower you into the water, it is um, a celebration of the death of Jesus. That means the old Han that would live for himself is dead, dead and dying and dead. Now, uh, most of the times when I've lowered people into the water, most of the time I've been able to pick them up, most of the times. Um, but when you come out of the water, it's a celebration of the resurrection of Jesus. And his new life is recognized in you and at work in you. And there was fear, like, will I be, really be able to live that kind of life? And you took a big risk. Uh, it was a step of faith saying, I am expecting that God is going to take care of me. And I'm happy with my care, you know. And he's going to give me what I need for this journey. He's the one that's going to lead it. I'm going to follow. But he's going to give me the resources at the time that I need it. Han, are you ready to be baptized? Yes, I am. Um, I just want you all to know, in case you were wondering, like, is this one of those churches where if I'm excited, can I yell something? Can I do, like, a silent, like, uh, fist pump? Yes, you can, okay? Okay. I just wanted you all to know that uh, celebration is a good thing. And so um, you don't have to do what they did in the video, but you know, you can do something like that if you want. Uh, Here are the questions, Han. Han, do you believe that Jesus is the son of the living God?
1: Yes, I do.
0: And do you acknowledge him as your Lord and Savior? Yes, I do. Do you have assurance that God has forgiven you your sins and do you desire to walk with him in newness of life? In the fellowship of the church, will you attempt to do his will and keep his commandments all your life by the power of the Holy Spirit? Yes, I will. Then, upon your confession of faith and in obedience to the divine command of Jesus Christ, Hancho, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> all right, if you all stand and just put a hand forward towards time, we're going to pray for this man, Lord Jesus. Um, it, it, was a, uh, it wasn't too long ago that, that Han would look at contempt with other Christians, and he didn't believe in you, and, and you have done some major changes in his life. It is unnatural. <laughs> it's supernatural. And we just are standing on sacred ground as God is moving inside a man and stirring him in ways he never thought he could be stirred. I thank you, Lord, that you are here. I thank you that you are moving in Han's life. I thank you that the same Jesus that laid down his life for us, for Han, is going to be working in Han, resurrection power, so he can live that life that you have called him to live. I thank you that you lost your life so that Han could save his. I thank you for the amazing gospel of grace, and I thank you that Han has received it and is working its way through my brother. And we just lift him up for the rest of his days. He belongs to Jesus. He belongs to Jesus. And may his heart, may the things he says, may the things he does be reflective of the wonderful message of God's grace. We pray in Jesus' name.